This is a sound environment and we've come to my favourite part of the show, which is Animal of the Week. Jason, what animal are we talking about tonight? I think we should talk about sawfish. Sawfish? Yeah. What sort of sawfish? Well, <laughs> um, there's what, I think there's five different species of sawfish in the Kimberley, or four or five, I can't remember. But there's one of them in particular that's really cool. That's the freshwater sawfish. Ooh. Yeah. So, Where does that one live? Um, in freshwater. No, it lives... <laughs> <laughs> like the Fitzroy River, maybe? <laughs> no, it lives, in, it lives in the salt. It mainly lives in the salt. Um, but it's, it's a bit rare in the sawfish world because they, the adults are out in the salt doing their thing, like places like King Sound. It's a critical habitat for them. And they come into the mouth of the Fitzroy River where they pup... They give birth. I don't know why they call sawfish babies pups, but they call it pupping, a pupping ground. And Yeah, they're not dogs. I could never, never figure that one out. But anyway, the, the baby sawfish will then swim up the Fitzroy River in the wet season when it's all flooding. And hopefully they can make it right up into some of the big freshwater pools like uh, Geeky Gorge and right up the top there. And uh, when they get up there, they, they pig out. There's a lot of food in those big freshwater pools. And they grow really fast, and they get to over two metres long, and I think, in, in four years, five years. Incredible. And yeah. it's also quite an amazing process as well to go from saltwater to freshwater. Mm. I mean, there's a few different species of fish that do it, but they have to change their whole physiology mm. to move between one and the other. How crazy. It's quite a serious migration in Kimberley terms. It's, it's a real, it's a good one. Yeah. And do the young sawfish stay for four or five years upstream yeah, while they're getting yeah, fat? Yeah, when they, when they get big and fat. They're all still juveniles and never reproduced before. They can't reproduce in freshwater. So they wait for another big wet season and they all swim back down into the sea and then they might meet someone they like and start making their own babies. Is that dangerous? Because they've got a bit of a... They've got a sore on their nose, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, really dangerous. <laughs> well, <laughs> what do they use that for, by the way, that, that big... For the sore part of the sore fish. Oh, for chatting up sheilas, of course. No, no, it's for many reasons. It's like their universal tool. It's, it's their leatherman. <laughs> they, they hunt fish with it. They, they you know, they, they swim through bait fish schools and sway it backwards and forwards and, and stun little fish and chop them up and then eat them. And I love it. It's their the, leatherman. It's their leatherman. <laughs> Multi-purpose. They fight other males with it to contest for females. And the females have the sore. What do you? I mean, what do you call it? Like the sore nose? It's, it's, a, ro- it's a rostrum. Oh, the yeah. sore rostrum. Sore so, is probably a better name. The females have this prominent rostrum. Oh yeah, they need the rostrum to keep the boys at bay. Yeah, it's quite a useful weapon. You can do anything with it, yeah. and it's actually full of uh, little sensory uh, nerves, so it's highly sensitive. Ooh. So they can feel a mullet twitching on the surface meters away. They know it's there. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's a whole other way of seeing and feeling and understanding. Yeah, they, they can feel the vibrations of crabs buried in the sand so that they can actually dig them up with their mouth. That, you know, it's, it's highly sensitive, that sore. So you imagine if you cut the sore off, it's like possibly so worse than you could do anything to a human body part. Like, like cutting off someone's ears, I guess? Or yeah, I, I don't really, really think about that. Yeah. So when, when they go... <laughs> Interesting case study here was when they go to, to um, reproduce. Um, see, there were some scientists in Florida in America who had uh, sawfish in a big aquarium 
and all of a sudden the female sawfish got pregnant and there's no males in the aquarium so that's really weird mysterious it's very mysterious and the female gave birth and there were eight perfectly normal little baby sawfish and she basically cloned herself so that they got them thinking and they went out there and they started studying wild populations and actually found that it actually happens in the wild too so sawfish are one of those very very few large vertebrates um, that can actually uh, undergo parthenogenesis which is like immaculate conception you can get pregnant without a man the fascinating lifestyle of the sawfish i had no idea that female sawfish could go it alone and just say you know what I don't need to mix my genes with anybody else's. I'm just going to clone myself and have, you know. Well, I started asking the question, why would they do that? And I started looking at their reproductive biology. And when, when male and female sawfish actually copulate, it it's, looks like a really brutal kind of thing. <laughs> because they've got to try and not chop each other up with their giant saws. I was joking about that, but is that really an issue? Look. Well, of course it's an issue. You've got a massive blade hanging off your nose. It's, yeah, fair enough. It's pretty deadly. And they have to try and... Some care would be required. <laughs> They're going to try and hang on to each other while they're in King Sound, getting blasted by a big tide, massive currents, and they're probably getting rolled around in the bottom trying to do it. Um, and I'm not going to go into the details, but it's particularly brutal for the female in many ways. So I was sort of thinking, well, it sort of makes sense that she just wants to get pregnant by herself and not have to go through that whole turmoil of trying to mate with somebody. Um, but then again, the real reason, I think is because sawfish populations have been absolutely wiped out all around the world. There's small pockets of them left, and the ones in Florida, obviously, there's so few in numbers, they just can't find a man. So they have to get themselves pregnant. And I think that's probably the situation. Luckily for us, the Kimberley is one of the world's strongholds of sawfish. They still exist here in pretty good numbers. And particularly the freshwater sawfish, I think the Murdoch guys were saying that about 70% of the world's freshwater sawfish live in the Fitzroy River. Far out. So it's a real stronghold. One of the, yeah, <clears throat> one of the few places where swordfish are living and thriving. Yeah, so I doubt you'd get to see immaculate conception in swordfish in the Fitzroy River because those swordfish can probably find a man. They might choose to not go down that path anyway. They may. But who knows? We'd have to find a swordfish, sorry, excuse me, a sawfish and ask... I wonder, we'll if do some genetic testing. I wonder if they're voting in a few weeks' time for marriage equality. Who knows? Uh, incidentally, if you're not registered to, to vote, enro- sorry, if you're not enrolled to vote, you should do that. Yeah. Um, but to get back to the, the sawfish, um, anything else well, the moral, you want to say about the Kimberley sawfish? The sort of moral of the story, right, consider this 70% of the world's freshwater sawfish in the Fitzroy River, most important place on the entire planet for them. They're a big animal. They grow to seven metres long, I think. Like enormous, enormous size. Every sawfish you see up in that river is a baby. It's never reproduced. It has to be able to get back to the ocean to reproduce. If you put a dam in there, you're going to kill all the sawfish. They're not going to be able to complete their life cycle. Even at the moment, the Cambalan Barrage is almost too much of an obstacle. Even now, the sawfish can't get over the barrage to get up into Geeky Gorge to, to fatten up and do their thing. So even they now, don't have a fish ladder there or some other way for No, them to it's never it. happened. Okay. But even now, the researchers are going up there. They're netting the sawfish to do their studies. If they catch them, they literally pick them up and carry them over the barrage and dump them upstream so they can keep swimming up to Kiki Gorge. Every Born year, free! Swim <laughs> yeah. free, little sawfish! Every year, these guys have to do that to guarantee that some of them will get through and complete the life cycle. So 
Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot more to anyone who comes along and says we should dam the river. I think they need to have a serious look at it first. Well, sawfish animal of the week, brilliant, and that's the end of the show.